the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Stock markets at all-time highs again. Hopefully your 401k is feeling a little bit of love. I always have seminars coming up. Don't forget you can sign up for them by going to Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, and signing up um, using the code RADIO25, RADIO25. Don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing seminars. Working on some new ideas out there right now that I uh, hope I could throw out you in 2018. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, the most expensive apartment rental Two-story penthouse with a heated rooftop pool. $100,000 a month to rent a house, an apartment in L.A. $100,000 a month. Brand new 18,000 square foot penthouse spans the top two floors of the level building in downtown L.A. It houses one, two, and three bedrooms, uh, fully furnished apartments. Pretty elegant. Um, I mean, it's pretty elegant. So, But $100,000 a month, where do you draw the line? That's always going to be an important question when you try to figure out values of things. Um, you know, it's got a great school district, but for a hundred thousand dollars a month, you can you can buy a school. You could put teachers on payroll and have your your kid tutored by like Harvard professors, right? So, at what point do you draw the line? And I think that's the big question when it comes to real estate. In the current iteration that we're in at this point in time is where do you draw the line? Interest rates, you're seeing the economy come, uh, corporate America's just kicking off great profits, right? And you're seeing Wall Street hit all-time highs. You should see higher interest rates. I'm surprised that we haven't seen higher interest rates. We are in a period of time that uh, there's not a lot of inflation, but we have asset inflation, right? Houses are at all-time highs. Stock markets are at all-time highs. Uh, but we're not getting a lot of price inflation in our, our day-to-day life, um, and interest rates are, are stubbornly staying low. I say that because if you're a saver, if you're an old man uh, who goes to the bank and you I want to put my $100,000 in the bank and get a good rate of return, I want to get a CD that I can trust, uh, you're not getting a good rate of return. You're getting basically less than 1%, um, and that doesn't keep up with other things of inflation in an old man's life like the cost of health care. And the cost of housing. So uh, we are in a problem with interest rates. And uh, does it end badly? I think it can. I see way too much confidence tied towards uh, the way we used to make money. Isn't always going to be the way we make money going forward. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Uh, how's the mortgage market handling the slowly moving interest rates higher? They are moving higher on a year-over-year basis, but it feels pretty slow. 
Yeah, they're, they're, the rates are a little bit lower than they peaked out earlier this year. Uh, but if you look at the overall trend, they are increasing. And, and we've kind of been saying this for the last couple of years. Oh, we expect rates to go up, and then Trump comes in, and they, they spiked. And then we really didn't see a lot of his ideas come to fruition as quickly as we wanted. And then everything toned down. The, the, we still had the asset purchase programs from the ECB in Europe. And we see, we're seeing that wind down as well. But rates actually kind of dipped again a little bit. Uh, so it's, it's, we're following the trends in real estate more on the inventory side, which is driving home prices. And we're just saying that interest rates are just a, a, a benefit and, and another driver of, of people sitting on the sidelines getting into real estate and trying to uh, get that you know dream home. First-time home buyers are really having a, a, a struggle right now because a lot of repeat buyers are pulling lots of equity out of their houses that they're selling, and then they're, they're going into the more desirable homes. So it's, it's an interesting market, but interest rates are, are still 2% lower than the, the historical average and a big driver behind real estate right now. The old adage of when's the best time to buy a home, um, I would say if I were to give advice to my younger self is when you could afford one. Uh, when you know you're going to be in an area for a period of time that you're comfortable with, which it, it didn't work out that way. Sometimes I bought a home and then I moved and I, I still did well. It's not supposed to work like that. Between October and December each year, starter home inventory in the U.S. gets a 7% boost, according to some new data from Trulia. In 70 of the 100 largest U.S. metros, the number of starter homes on the market reaches its annual peak during this time between October and December. Um, probably a lot to do with homes are being finalized and, and built and the summer months turn into the winter months and the winter months turn into rain or snow, depending on where you live. A starter home, according to Troya, is any home listed under $232,751 uh, based on the weighted averages of 100 of the largest metro areas. Uh, the next tier up, which are called trade-up homes, are anywhere between 232000 and 360000 That is a cardboard box in San Francisco. It's a down payment. It's a down payment, isn't it? It's a 10% roughly, right? Um, 10 to 20%, um, depending on what type of home you're looking for. So uh, first-time home buyers in particular, house hunting during peak inventory season, uh, typically you know, helps you out. So I think um, house hunting, one thing that I've learned the most is that is it takes a lot of time. Put in, put in the time and put in the effort and put in the work to really decide and find the neighborhood that you want and the type of house that you want. I think if you qualify a first-time home buyer as somebody who's already been pre-approved and they know they can buy, I think the biggest struggle they're going to find is inventory. Uh, that seems to be the theme from every realtor across the United States, that inventory is just not there to choose from. It's good to see that... Um, you know, this is the time of the year where we start seeing a little bit more starter homes come up, but uh, it's still anemic. It's still a problem, and it's not getting any better. So, I would tell a first-time home buyer if I was looking for a house to definitely start early and don't give up, and put your best foot forward, your best offer forward uh, each time, and be prepared to do multiple offers. Rents are finally flatlining in San Francisco and New York City. When you we've when we've seen the S&P Case-Shiller Index of home prices in the United States in the last year, some of the bigger cities like San Francisco and L.A. and New York and Boston have kind of disappeared as far as the big winners, and they've been replaced with uh, Seattle and Portland. Uh, and they've started to be replaced now with Denver and Phoenix. And again, being a top 20 city in the United States, you're probably in good company, but you are seeing some bounce around from city to city as far as the the appreciation levels go. Manhattan saw a year-over-year decrease of 2% in rents. Brooklyn fell about 1.3%. 
San Francisco rents decreased about two-tenths of 1% year over year. Uh, an unremarkable drop, but a drop nonetheless. Uh, it's a lot of the new inventory entering the market. And uh, a little trip up 101 in the Bay Area. And, uh, you know, that final three miles as you approach South San Francisco and get into the city, uh, you see a lot of apartment buildings, a lot of apartment buildings. The crane. <laughs> the crane. The national bird of San Francisco, or the city bird of San Francisco. And just sit there with it for a second. Sit there with, oh, like a sky crane that moves things around. Which is one of the things that I personally wanted. Um, those houses don't just, uh, that housing does not look attractive to me. So it's pretty packed in there. And it's getting closer and closer to the freeway. To the point that Ed Lee in San Francisco has talked about wanting to tear down parts of 280 uh, that connect to the Bay Bridge and just put homes there. Yep. They talked about that in Oakland on 980 for a while. Won't happen, but I mean, how else are you going to get in San Francisco? They're not going to build another train. I like my idea of tunnels. Tunnels? Live in the tunnels? Dig, sure. dig tunnels and put poor people down there so I don't have to see them. So poor people are No such, comment. Poor people are such a nuisance on the eyes. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. It is becoming more of a challenge to do a show talking about real estate and not talking about where are you going to put poor people. And, you know, I could see Jennifer Lopez and her $28 million uh, penthouse. I could see those. Those are great stories. Those are sexy stories. But it's where do you put poor people? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at robblackshow.com. Find Tony at bayarealoansource.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I was talking a little bit earlier about income. Got a call yesterday from a lady who had a general obligation bond that was yielding her 5%. And I'm taking a look at stocks that yield 5% right now and tied towards shareholder yield, buyback yield, where the rankings are on the companies. And you can get a 5% dividend yield in Kohl's. Now, is Kohl's going to go the way of you know the companies like Macy's that are getting Amazoned or not? If you don't like Kohl's, maybe go with a Boeing that yields 2.2%. Now, that's more than 60% less, and it's not going to make ends meet for someone who wants that 5% trying to go off 2.2. But with Boeing, you also might get a little bit of stock growth, and they're buying back a lot of their, she- uh, their share, so you're getting some safety there as well. But Boeing also makes missiles. They don't just make airplanes. They also make missiles. Do you feel comfortable with that? I do. Um, I don't have much of a, a moral compass when it comes to investing. Um, I, I won't hurt anyone, uh, but I can't stop and digest, you know, the difference between investing in a company like a Philip Morris, which kills people making cigarettes, or a company that kills people making mac and cheese, like Kraft Food. Um, neither one of them are healthy for you, right? So McDonald's gives you a dividend yield of about 2.4%. I'm loving it. Pfizer, they fabricate pharmaceuticals, 3.6%. So depending on what levels of risk you want, you know, a bank like Wells Fargo. Hey, what, isn't Wells Fargo that bank that got into trouble coming up with fake accounts? Yeah. So there's almost nothing that's going to be clean and pristine if you want that 5% dividend yield. So that's the scary truth, right? Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. 
talking about um, getting yields on on real estate, and um, there's one way you can do it is buy real estate investment trusts, publicly traded companies that go out and buy commercial properties. Yep. You're, you're getting the equity gain that you know this business has gone out and bought office properties. But you're also getting the income from the, this business that's gone out and leased it to corporations that say, yeah, it's a nice, we need space. It's a nice trade-off for the you know REIT, the way they set up and can get their tax breaks, but they have to give you back a certain amount of money in order to get that tax break. And it turns out some good yields. Uh, it, it It's definitely an alternative for real estate, uh, for somebody who can't buy a place, for example, in the Bay Area, and they have some down payment, but they just don't either want to buy a $900,000 house or they can't afford it um, or they can't find it in the right area, they go buy a REIT or they look for other real estate opportunities around the nation, which is what a lot of people are actually doing. Um, you know, the, the Texas is uh, doing very well, the Texas cities. Uh, um, Seattle, we've already seen that kind of play out, even though we're still seeing 12% year-over-year returns. So people are looking at other alternatives for real estate. Um Imagine taking $50,000 and being able to buy a $200,000 house and in 30 years it's paid off. Somebody else paid it off for you and then it turns into income, um, maybe along the way and then near the end. So some people look at it like an annuity uh, that pays out year over year and then a big one at the end when you can possibly sell it and then maybe 1031 exchange that and tax defer your, your, your money into a better and bigger and better property or properties. So, um, there's, there's definitely some angles other than just buying your primary residence to get into real estate. And, uh, we're getting a lot more activity on that, Rob. I mean, uh, we're seeing places like Reno do very well and Amazon's going to build another headquarters soon. And in one of these 15 cities, and, uh, there was a study that was just done by, um, apartment list about how, the where this city goes, how it's going to affect rents, and uh, a place like San Jose, for example, which already sees five point one percent increase of rents year over year, would see an additional one and a half percent. A place like Raleigh, which is seeing three percent year over year increase in rents, would see an additional two percent or two and a half percent. So, uh, people are looking at opportunities in cities, uh, not just because they're not going to go buy a house in fifteen cities, just hope that one of them gets uh, the Amazon um, location, but or headquarters, but people are seeing rents everywhere go up because people are are finding places like the Bay Area hard to afford. And um, I don't want to say poor people, but people who can't afford a house here in the Bay Area are looking at other opportunities, and REITs are one of them. Yeah, so REITs. People could uh, go to our website called investinreits.com, investinreits.com, and start getting some basic ideas. Cohen & Steers is a mutual fund company that does a real nice job with publicly traded REIT mutual funds. REITs have a, can have all sorts of angles, like you can buy an auto mall, uh, a REIT that goes out and invests in, you know, like a Toyota dealerships where they park their cars. Uh, you can buy a REIT that invests in uh, malls. You can buy a REIT that invests in business properties or hospital properties, a healthcare REIT, so to speak. Uh, so there's different types, and uh, I like the idea. I do not like private mortgages. I do not like private money. I do not like private REITs. Uh, that's where you can have a great deal of risk and abuse by people who uh, uh work in those businesses for abusing you, the person who's giving them cash on a trusted basis. So no private REITs, no private money, no hard money. You don't need it. There's other ways to find income in your portfolio, in my opinion. Um, how about the old month free? When a landlord offers one month free of rent, you really got to be careful because that's a gimmick. And a lot of people go like, ooh, one month free. Yeah, it's either that or maybe no security deposit. Um 
you know, whatever it takes. Uh, you know, a lot of places, San Francisco, we just talked about how that uh, it's the the rent increases growth has dropped a little bit and, and we're starting to see more incentives like that. I don't think that um, it is a gimmick, but I don't think there's any downside to it. I think you're saving a month in rent. Yeah. Instead of going out and finding another place that's just offering lower rent, um, which is you know what I would advise. So instead of getting into something you you're like, ooh, one month free, and that lowers your cost for a year. But in year two, that that's all gone, that opportunity per se. Um, so if you're a transient renter, like students, one month free obviously makes a lot of sense. But if you're a family who's going to be in it for a long period of time, find lower rent. So sign sign the longest leases possible, lock it in, and move on. You settle a little bit under the weather. I am. I am. It's just changing the weather. It happens every year. The hidden cost of owning homes. So the average homeowner in the U.S. spends an additional $9,000 each year covering unexpected or forgotten costs from insurance to taxes to maintenance. Uh, you have a property that you have to go get a ladder and climb up and do something with. And instead of going to that property, you're going to pay someone to get a ladder and climb up and do something with. Uh, it ain't cheap. It ain't maintenance free. is probably the biggest um underestimated cost of buying a house, especially an older house. There's, uh, shoot, you could look around the, your neighborhood and half the homes are built before 1950, uh, or most of them are. And that's, um, that's some maintenance that you, you make sure you get a good inspection before you buy a house. Um, I recommend everybody has a house, get an inspection at least once every two or three years, just to see if there's anything wrong with it and make sure you get a good warranty. Carpet cleaning, yard work, gutter cleaning, maintenance of your uh, pipes and everything cost big dollars. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Tug of war out there between the value of renting versus home ownership. Long-term renting is often perceived as a waste of money. While owning a home is seen as a valuable asset that provides long-term financial gain. In other words, it's a good investment. Right? We've all heard that that thought. Home ownership may be a smart investment for your health, your stability, your family life, but there's no better place to put your money to maximize returns in the stock market. Um, one of the worst decisions you can make is thinking that you're right. Putting money into a home is a better idea than putting money into the stock market. I do a little bit of everything. Um, so I really wish people wouldn't come and talk to my producer when I'm on air. <laughs> You're darn tootin'. So as it turns out, um, you know, if you take a look at the returns in the stock market over 40 years and the returns in the housing market of San Francisco of Chicago, of L.A., of New York City, if you put the same amount of money into a home that you're putting into uh, the stock market, you'd have about 400% higher returns in the in the stock market. Um, and again, that's not taking into account things like it costs an extra $16,000 just to live in San Francisco for, you know, added, accru- added accoutrement so of, of the city living, so to speak. Um, from 1890 to 2012, the inflation adjusted return on a house is less than one fifth of 1%. That means if you bought a house for $5,000 in 1890, it'd be worth $6,150 in 2012. 
And over that same period of time, the inflation adjusted return of the stock market was 6.27%, which means that 5,000 would turn into 8 million. And yet I can show you stuff like that over time. And yet I still climb an uphill battle um, of trying to convince people, you know, where the, the smarter place is to put your money. So joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony, um, how how many times as a mortgage guy do you see people with unrealistic expectations? And you almost want to tone them down, but it's not your job to tone them down. Where they come to you and go, you know, I want to get a refi or I want to get a home equity line. I want to buy another property um, because then I'm going to, you know, flip it. And then I'm going to be a landlord. I'm going to, you know, the business models that, that, that uh, I guess you could say, rain from their head. <laughs> um. Not as often as you think. Okay, good. Uh, there's a lot of really good tools online. Um, in fact, I'm looking at a rent versus buy calculator right now that I like. And a lot of people can go there and they can figure out what makes sense, uh, what their payments are going to be, what their taxes and maintenance are going to be. And then they can look at their income and they, they have this a general idea of how much percentage of that you can uh, spend to get a mortgage. So people usually have that kind of idea. Where, where, where I find more people that are unrealistic are people who are looking to buy investment property because... Um, it's a little harder to calculate cash flows. Um, they're looking, they're, they're thinking that that hundred thousand dollar down payment is going to give them a rate of return of 20, 30% when it might come out to a little bit less, even factoring in uh, a principal payment that's being made every month. Um, and, and then they underestimate, uh, things like maintenance and the, all of a sudden there's an HOA on there that they didn't know about or, or they underestimated. And, um, or maybe they didn't get a renter. Maybe there's some. Un, uh, maybe they had to incentivize it, like we just talked about, a, f- a free month's rent to get somebody in. Uh, so there's a lot of of people out there that are uh, investors that make that that kind of mistake. But it's usually the the first time or second time home buyers that do that, as opposed to seasoned veterans. So playing this out a little bit further, um, you and I have spoken in investment clubs before, and. Uh, typically the people that I see who are most desperate for big housing gains are the people who are most desperate in life that they haven't, you know, gotten very far. They're pushing 40, 45, 50. And a lot like, you know, the casino mentality, uh, uh, this is going to be my, this is going to be my big play. So I know a man who was 78 years old, 79 years old, and he's buying a house at the top of the real estate market thinking this is going to be my legacy. I'm going to be known as the smart guy. I'm going to be known as the winner. As it turns out, he bought a home in Santa Rosa that didn't burn down. It's probably worth 20% more in one year based on the fact that it's still well, that's, standing. That's like hitting, you know, snake eyes twice in a row or something like that. I mean, that's pretty tough to do. You know what I don't like about and betting eyes, on it. Snake eyes. I've never understood the, I, I just don't understand how you win rolling I'm dice craps. I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's, it's been explained to me hundreds of times, and maybe I'm drunk when I'm, I'm learning <laughs> rules, and it just doesn't stick. My my brain's spongy or something. I don't know. Um, but I see you, people playing craps. You can, like, you can bet on on any any role at any time. Um, once the number has been made, yeah. if, uh, you can bet on uh, the pass, or you can pass uh, do it on the no pass. You can do it on the. 
what they call the horn bets, which is like your snake eyes, the two, the two threes, the elevens and twelves, and yeah, it's just right over my head. Yeah, so I would be like the perfect. You have to person. kind of see it. It takes a while. You want to start your own casino and just I take all my money. I wouldn't start a casino and just have craps because I never <laughs> understand it. Come over to my house tonight. I think we'll someone. It. I think someone won recently. They hit no sevens for like ten rolls in a row, and they had like a little dollar bet that turned into like a couple million dollars. It was one of those things that could never, never, ever happen. You could do that on the, the yeah. You, you could the, do that. The on, dealer gives them like a million dollars. They're like, what happened? Yeah. And they had no, like one of their chips fell in the wrong place. <laughs> I hope he tipped them. There's a new drug that was found to melt away heart-clogging fat with just one dose. Makes me want to go eat a steak. How about you? The problem is that the research is being done from the University of Aberdeen. And uh, it's a new drug called Troduscumine. Um, it can reverse the effects of atherosclerosis. Isn't it fun hearing me talk in drug terms? We could do a whole show on it. It's kind of like the, you know, if you know you're going to go out and party, you can take that pill and you're going to have a hangover the next day. At the morning after call? <laughs> okay, you get that uh, one confused. I want to apologize to the management. I want to apologize to my family. I want to apologize to Wanda. I want to apologize to everyone at this point in time. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Um, you don't think I'm a very nice guy. Yes. 800-516-1220. How about yesterday uh, it being announced that uh, the deduction on mortgages... Over 500,000, 500,000 to a million could be wiped out. Personally, I was like, eh, eh. Yeah. But it's, it's uh, the National Association of Realtors came out and they slammed it. And they're, they're going to, they're one of the largest lobbyists out there. They're going to lobby, 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 lobby against right. this um, heavily. And, it, you know, they may, it may get, you know, changed to 750, for example. But for most Americans, it's not going to affect them. The tax cuts for the people who are buying new houses, and again, it's your grandfathered in, so if you got it, you got it already. Yeah. But the tax breaks for those who are buying new houses over five hundred thousand, they're they're greater than the tax deductions off writing off mortgage interest. I don't I don't understand why the realtors are throwing such a fit, but I guess we all got to throw fits at some point in time, right? Yeah, they're there. They're they're working on the behalf of the realtors who are you know all the offices and the associations around the. United States and they're, they're, they're getting paid and they're going to go do the job that they get paid for. And that's the lobby. And that's all they do. They lobby, lobby, lobby. They're one of the largest out there. Yeah. And they're going to try to protect the, the what they're going to say is they're trying to protect the homeowner and they're going to look like the good guy. And people are going to say, Ooh, realtors helped us out. Um, and that's really their goal. It's kind of self-serving in a way. I'm not smashing Realtors at this point, I think realtors do a fantastic job, and I think every transaction be, should, should be. <laughs> oh, I love it when you kiss up to the realtors. Off, off during commercial, he's like, I hate you know, realtors. you know, when I went and bought my house, I, I was you so refer to your sister in law as one of the dumbest people on the planet. Uh, well, and then when it comes to that. talking about real estate, she's just got kind of like a train train vision, tunnel vision, tunnel vision. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm one, I'm one of the dumbest people in the world when it comes to talking about television. I like the way you say that. Be with me against me. I'm 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 with you. This is tape show, not taped, but it's it's recorded. There's a chance that she hears it, and I don't want to say anything bad. Oh, you're you're being too kind. I'm being too kind to realtors. Yeah. It, it, I, okay. I I went to I recently bought a house, yeah. and 
I was convinced I was going to go and buy the house without a realtor. I was going to negotiate with the selling realtor. I was going to say, hey, listen, I'm going to get 3%. I'm going to offer the same amount, but you're going to get 3% more in return because I'm not using a realtor. And, you know, I started going through the process and I started, and, and I'm in the business and I just wanted to use, I, I ended up using a realtor to help me buy the house because I ended up not paying and I got a good price. I got my offer accepted on the first try and we bought the house. And that's where a good realtor is going to help you, um, especially in a market like this. If you're looking to try to save a few bucks on, on your offer and not use a realtor, you're going to be looking for a house for many years. And there are people who do that. Same thing on the reverse, trying to sell your house without a realtor. This is just the one area that I I get upset with. Regardless of how I feel. This is an area where I get upset with realtors. When they say the phrase, real estate always goes up. You've heard that before, right? I I have, but I'm starting to hear more of real estate is the best investment you'll always get. Right. And statistics prove otherwise. Another statement that a realtor will make on occasion that just upsets me is they're not making more land. And they are making more land. Um, you know, people like Elon Musk are tunneling underground to put roads underground. Versus, you're going to put people underground if you're the mayor. I, I would put homeless underground for sure and poor people. So um, that's just me. <laughs> uh, but and also like military bases when they're decommissioned, that's more land. So and then single family homes are being replaced by high rises. That's more land. So it's just more vertical per se. So and if it always went up, there would be a problem. Right. Are you with yeah. me? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Tony Mendez, com is sitting with me, as he does on Fridays. Here's a tech gadget that saves money. The Nest thermostat. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, it's so much easier to control your, the, the temperature of your house. Uh, you know how long it's going to take to heat up. You know how long it's going to take to cool down. When you leave the house, it can sense that you're no longer there. and It can turn off the air conditioning or the heat. It um, learns. It's it a learns. learning device. You can also change it on the way home. Let's say you're driving home and you're cold and you want to turn up the heat. Uh, you can do it remotely. It's fantastic. Send you emails. There's also the Nest uh, smoke alarm and carbon monoxide detector. I got two and, of those. And, those and they're things. crazy expensive. I can have 13 fire alarms. I'm waiting for Black for the Friday, price of one. and I'm going to buy two of the Nest thermostats, then one of the smoke alarm. Now, the, the smoke alarm, my parents will keep, we're getting it from my parents. Um, my mom's house burned down once. So this is, a, my mom is, is just, I don't want to say obsessed, but she's obsessed Wah. with the whole you know, smoke thing and the fire thing. She doesn't leave anything on. She will not leave the house with anything on. So, you know, it'll be a way for her to connect with her house. And it's, I think it's a, a great little gift, but, um, it I does have, like, and I kind of hope the house burns down the day before you get it to her. <laughs> I don't because I'm going to be in it. <laughs> You're awful. No, I'm not. Do you ever feel like some of your predictions might actually come true? 2017 refinance rates at lowest level this year. I've refinanced myself out. I have no more properties to refinance. You know, you were talking earlier about how Raleigh is up 2% in rent. My rent's up 50% in Raleigh because I had a, a tenant in there for such a long time that I was giving her kind of below market. Yeah. She leaves. And then so suddenly your, your mortgage goes down. Yep. Your rents are going up. Your expenses stayed the same. So we're, a lot of people are wondering why you're here in the Bay Area and let's say you're a renter and you're wondering why your rents are going up when 
wait a minute, mortgage rates went down. They should have been able to refinance to a lower rate, reamortize their payments to go down. Water's gone up, but what else has gone up? Taxes have gone up, and but is it really as much as my rent's gone up? A lot of people are wondering if that's actually true, uh, whether or not they're being gouged. Um, a lot of people on the other side are saying, "Well, you know, this is what this is capitalism. Um, you know, supply and demand. This is I'm going to get it while I can because it's not always been like this." Uh, a lot of people in real estate are buying properties because they. Uh, I think the story here is is it could be shorter term than people think it it will be. Uh, you know, they have short-term memory loss when it comes to real estate, and real estate does go up and down. Same thing with rents. Right. I was pulling up a, a Zillow site to give you an example of, I was recently talking to a realtor who was like, yeah, uh, real estate always goes up. I'm like, how about this period of time? And you could see where the house sold for less than it was, and it was bought you know, for a million. It goes down to 800000 when the guy sells it because he panics. And, uh, you know, of course, he goes up to 1.4. Had he stayed in it, he would have been okay, which is kind of the trick of real estate is you have to give it time and you have to have that ability to endure emergencies. And well, we'll give you a pretty good example of that are people who bailed on their houses back in 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then home prices came back to where they are higher than where they were when they bailed. And not only that, they would have paid more principal. There's still upside down houses though. Well, there's not as many as you think, not as many as you think, but there still are. So depending Uh, on where you are, not as many, maybe like Tracy or Stockton, undesirable areas where people are 10 years out of it, Rob, if you would have kept your house, even though it was upside down and it goes back up, you would have still paid 10 more years of principal balance down. But you would be on that in Tracy or and if, and if you were in a Negam loan or an arm or some sort of something that was tied to a, a, your your interest rates actually lower than when you started because the index has dropped. So people don't people are not really figuring out real estate the way that they th- they thought it was going to play out. Right now, it's pretty straightforward. Real estate's going up, and you get a thirty year fixed. One of my good friends is a uh, television producer, and he produces reality TV shows, and. They're all scripted, 100% scripted. Even Flip That House, or what's called Flipper Flop, uh, which is now in its seventh season and follows the Tariq and Christina and their adventures through divorce and popularity and things like that. They did a real estate seminar uh, not long ago where, do you know, you'll get 100, 200, 300 people showing up, right? And they basically look homeless. They're trying to learn how to flip and make $40,000 in a transaction like he did on the TV show. But that's a television show that has a script and the script starts with, let's buy a house for 600,000 and sell it for 700,000. Um, it's not a real transaction. And there's, there's always drama in the show. Like, Ooh, there's power cables that are too close to the living room. And you know, legally the city's not going to allow that. They've already done the research. They found the house that has the power cables too close. They've already, it's all part of the show. And, uh, so their seminar that they do and they charge hundreds of dollars for it. They don't even show up to it's just a video presentation of them saying, hey, sorry, we can't be here right now. We're filming our TV show. But here's this guy who will sell you a mortgage, and here's this guy who will sell you a property. And they're paying me big dollars, and I'm not even there. So it's just a big commercial endeavor. It's just a pile of crap, and I'm angry. <laughs> you darn tootin'. I'm you turning saying, into that are guy. You, are you, you darn tootin'. Are you saying that all real estate transactions and or the real estate market is scripted? I just am very cautious on seminars on get 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 rich like that. It this. definitely is self serving when uh, depending on what end you're on. I'm with you on that. People can find you and they can listen to your show Thursday evenings six o'clock right here on KDOW AM twelve twenty Thursday uh, nights. Is that what I said? I don't know if you said it or not. You just said Thursday. six to seven. Yeah, Thursday evenings. I said roll back the tape.
We don't even have tape. I want to hear you roll talk. back the digital. I want to roll back the tape. The part that you say you want to put homeless people and poor people in tunnels. Why? Why are you creating controversy? We got to put them somewhere, and I don't want to see them. So there is that. There's a bit of a problem with you know gentrification. That's what it's it's all about. I'm just giving an example that's ridiculous. Of course, of me. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. BayAreaLoanSource.com. Look for him in a tunnel coming near you. <laughs> Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.